Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Lloyd's in Lincoln with former Syracuse Orange and Long Beach State basketball star Ramel Lloyd Sr. and current Nebraska basketball athlete Ramel Lloyd Jr. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Ramel Sr. and Ramel Jr. Brought to you by Canopy Street Market. Alright, welcome in to Lloyd's and we <laughs> and then I welcome in to Lloyd's in Lincoln here on 937 the ticket ticketfm.com. And again, we got Ramel Lloyd Sr. and Ramel Lloyd Jr. in here as we got Ramel Lloyd Sr. working on the mic. And uh, you know what? We can actually get some assistance here as we got extra producers here in the studio. Hey Rico, can you hear me on the other side there of that window? I must have it turned off here. Hold on, we'll get uh, Rico's attention here as we get Ramel Lloyd Sr.'s mics hold up. For now, you can just hold it. Perhaps. There we go. You can hear me? Yeah, you might oh, just, you, you'll just have to hold it. Oh, yeah, it's old school, old school. I feel, like a, I feel like a rapper in the 80s right now. I got the big mic. But, uh, uh, a little strong this morning. I done broke the, the, the mic off the thing. A little bit of test, too much testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, it was a pretty wild weekend for a lot of us fans oh, out here, yeah. so maybe oh, it's yeah. understood. But uh, nonetheless, Ramon Lloyd Sr., Mel Lloyd Jr. in here again, 402-464-5685. That is the Sarder Heyman text line. You can also join us streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. But uh, guys, there's obviously plenty of things to talk about. Oh, I'll yeah. throw it to you first. Where do you guys want to start? Well... Once again, welcome back, Romel Jr. Last week we had uh, uh, the Navy on, and they pretty much took up most of the show, which was great, uh, and gave us a bunch of information about the Navy and about what's going on with Navy Week. So uh, it was a little bit different show for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't get to talk our mess too much, but uh, since Mel been back, but uh, Mel's here, so I want to welcome him back. But I got, I have some pretty, uh, I had a pretty good weekend as far as sports is concerned. I mean, I'm still <laughs> hyped off of what I saw. I'm pretty sure a lot of Nebraska fans ain't going to like this, but that Colorado Buffalo team with my guy Deion Saunders and his kid. Got to get him on Lloyds and Lincoln. <laughs> Father-son duo. And, well, he had two kids on the team. I just think it's just amazing what he's done. Where, where you at with that, Mel? No, definitely. I mean, everyone doubted them coming into the season because of the whole new roster and everything, and they kept telling everybody that they were going, they, were going, they was coming. And they they definitely wasn't uh, lying about that. I I love I love an underdog story. Well, I, I, it's hard to say. That, Is it an underdog? That's what I was going to say. It's hard to say there's an underdog because I mean, look, Deion Sanders is a Hall of Famer himself. You know what his story career was when he played. Um, now he's doing it as a coach. He's proven it on the lower level. I guess you can call it a little bit lower level. Yeah, I've been Washington State, yeah, yeah. Power Five, and all of those things. So, um, but. A lot of people are always against him because of his style. It's almost like the the ball thing. Remember we talked about the ball, yeah, yeah. The ball situation, Alonzo Ball. And people were not like, like his dad's style. They didn't like the style, they didn't like the dad, or whatever the case may be. And Dion is a little brass like that. and he, you know, But he's been like that his whole life, whole career, I should say. And people seem to cheer against him. But I go for that. I love that. I love the fact that he's different. You know, He's out there. He is who he is. Uh, and you either like it or you don't. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And he go get to he have results, so that reminds <laughs> exactly. me. Of, yeah, that reminds I mean, if you're going somebody. back it up, I mean, you can. What can you do? Right, you, my man is everything there he said he was going to do. He did the other night. So unreal. Um, the talent on that team, 
the speed on that team. And I'm not even a football guy like that, really. Like, I'm not. Romel, you, he a little bit more. I'm in the football more than you are. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely more of a football guy than I am. But um, that game right there almost felt like an exciting basketball game with the amount of plays. Oh, especially down the stretch on, there. Right? Back and forth. Felt like a back and forth basketball mm-hmm. game. You know? Like, they hit a three. I hit a three. Yeah, even like steal. the pace of it. Like, the Colorado pace. was moving fast. TCU was moving fast. Right. The pace, the big plays, the scoring. It is rare, right? Because I got the same feeling I got, which you shouldn't you shouldn't really have this feeling in college football, but it felt like I was watching, you know, two offenses like the Chiefs and the Bills. I'm like, okay, no one can Absolutely. stop anyone here. Yeah, so it's gonna be who gets last. the yeah, whoever <laughs> gets it. the ball here last, that's right. who's gonna win the game. Yeah. I mean, the game was so good. I mean, you even had like other games coming on afterwards that were pretty decent games and we, we tried to watch them but it just wasn't the same, so we kinda just turned it off turned after it a while. Yeah. Yeah, Toledo and Illinois got exciting towards the end there. That was probably the other big one. Yeah, we, we were Toledo watching. Toledo cut it close. We, we, we looked at Ohio State, Indiana, yeah. and then um, uh, a little bit of Texas and Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those games were boring. They were boring compared. I mean, if we seen those first, maybe we wouldn't have thought that. But coming after the Colorado versus TCU game, it was it was pretty boring. Yeah, it really set the bar. I, yeah. I did get a little bit of that. I got a little bit of TCU-Buffalo hangover. Because all the games yeah. after that, it was like, that's probably going to be the best game for a while. Oh, I mean, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what will happen. Well, you know, they really set the stage, um, especially for us here in Lincoln on our show. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we got to go in there. Uh, Nebraska has to play Colorado next week. Is it next week? Yeah. Uh, yeah, next week. Yeah, that should be a fun environment for on sure. On the road. Especially after – this past weekend, I know they're gonna go crazy out there. Oh man! I mean, they already they already was hyping up the matchup, you know, just because of the two. The I, believe, I believe Coach Rule and uh, Coach Saunders were the, the the top, the highest, you know, new coaches in uh, college football. Well, this year. also, in the, uh, the if I'm not mistaken, I think Nebraska and Colorado have like a long going rivalry. Oh yeah, football exactly. rivalry, right? Yeah, yeah. it goes so. back. I seen something on Twitter today. It was like they were like. That rivalry is like top ten rivalries in the country. Really? Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, when Nebraska is in its prime time, you know, let's. Uh, I'm on Green's one of his greatest highlights is that you know his first play of the game, he just takes off straight into the end zone. But yeah, Colorado, Nebraska, you go back, especially in that '90s era. Okay. Those there was. You said you said I'm on Green. I'm yeah, on Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my teacher. I got two classes with him. You got two classes. Oh, oh you're one is uh, he's oh, at, over at the J school. Yeah, at the J school. Yep. yep. Okay. What's I that kind of like for all those listening? Because like, people don't realize I'm on Green is filled with esports here in Lincoln. Exactly. So he's over in the J school, kind of helping out with that. But I know it's not like just teaches all esports. But what's the kind of yeah? Like? I'm in his esports class, and then I'm in his. Um, it's like it's like a sports media yep. type class. So I'm in one class is with 20 people in the esports class, and the other class is like a 300 people uh theater so it's definitely different but i mean he's he's been really cool to listen to especially with all the stories he's told us and just how he came up and everything like that with his football career so it's been really cool being in his class and, and listening and learning from him oh yeah i definitely want to pick his ear about colorado oh yeah 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 he'll, he'll tell you too <laughs> we gotta get him on the show i mean he has his own show here oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we get him on our show I mean, yeah he'll tell you i mean he's i mean the first day of class he just kind of went down like his whole like career and his life and how he grew up and we were we got a couple like uh football players and basketball players and that uh class too so we were all kind of just locked in and listening because obviously he's you know the same as us so that's you know that's huge you said that right there same as us like that's one thing that you know the university and i hope they continue to keep doing this yeah. getting guys like amon green uh, yeah you gotta have that you know that's a yeah. guy that did it here and yeah. look where he's at now and he can kind of teach that same thing we talked about that with uh, the volleyball program they do a really good job of keeping their graduates tied in with the newcomers coming onto the team and they'll text back and forth kind of keeping that circle together Absolutely. but i do kind of want to focus a little bit more on colorado and then we'll we'll talk about nebraska and minnesota um but you know 
my biggest question was, you guys were a little high on Dion than probably most people were, but were you still expecting it to be this good this fast? Because I, I thought the offensive line, I thought so. there was going to be a problem. Well, I just, you know, just like anything, it's like anybody, if you're having a whole new team, a whole new offense, I mean, everything in Colorado is completely new. Nothing Over 80 new players on that exactly. team. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would I would have thought that they may, maybe picked it up in the second half or, like, got it together, but they just came out the gate just like they've been doing this for – like they've been together for years the way they came out. So definitely didn't expect that, like, immediate um, pressure they put on TCU. Yeah, yeah it was a three and out. And then uh, the next I expected one. it. I expected it, but I did not expect it to last. Right? I thought they would come out really hype. I thought they'd come out ready. I thought they'd be prepared. I thought their skill position guys would do what they do. Um, but for some reason, it, I felt like their their upfront guys wouldn't last throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like the I mean, defense through the, the middle, they struggled a little bit yeah, at times. Yeah, slowed down. But a I mean, bit. I mean, Shador was so composed and, yep. and and just calm the whole time. It had no. Uh, he was he played a perfect yeah, game. He wasn't yeah. rattled at all. I mean, he so with your quarterback playing a perfect game and you have all these playmakers. I mean, it's that's hard to beat for sure. Yeah, I, I thought that they would slow down and wouldn't win the game. I thought it'd be exciting, and then at the end of the game, I thought they would be overpowered a little bit. But if I I, I heard Coach Saunders say that they got two guys on that O line that are six nine, like we everybody has a perception uh, assumption that they're small. Are they small? Colorado's offense. Colorado's O line. Let's look it up. Let's find that out yeah, for sure. Yeah, because people we, people we tend, say it, we but tend no to one, think they're small. No one small. puts up like stats or but proof yeah, of we, it. Like yeah, because our coach Saunders said at the end of the game he was like, people saying we're small, but we got six nine and six nine on both ends, and I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, so maybe that came from uh, him coming from Jackson State from the small the other school, right? Because he brought a lot of were, those guys over, right? Right, but they were mainly mainly skill guys, I think. Right, right, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. I'm trying to get it right now. I'm getting the names. So I'm trying to find one that gives their heights yeah, as well in there, because um, I know that was definitely the conversation. I think that's just the one position group that people were surprised by, yeah. uh, just because you're one in the program. Typically, your offensive line is going to be one that you can plug in skill guys. Yeah, you know, an yeah, athlete's an athlete absolutely. in space, regardless. That offensive line t- typically takes some development, yep. um, especially just figuring out the communication between your center. Like, there's so much talking that has to go on before yeah. the snap to figure out everyone's in the right spot. And again, I think that's what I was really surprised. Not only, I mean, you know, Saunders, he did a good job just create, you know, giving himself some extra time. But for the most part, I mean, he had a lot of snaps where he had time to sit there and, oh, yeah, and just absolutely. wait for yeah, that zone absolutely. and open up. I was really impressed by them just holding their own. Honestly, the only times where he didn't complete a pass is when that didn't happen. Yeah. And those were rare yeah, times. few times where couple he got times. sacked or whatever. And then like that one, one or two possessions they had. But besides that, he was in there. Having a field day, and you know what's surpri- very surprising about his game, he's he's such a cerebral quarterback, and uh, his arm is very accurate. But I would expect him to play with more of an athletic flair, right? You know, being that he's uh, Dion's son, but he doesn't look to run at no. all. At all, he stays in the pocket and he finds, you know, his his receivers. And I don't know how many how many people did he hit that game. It wasn't like he has a. Yeah, a target, he, he right? Was going to everybody. Whoever was open got that ball. He, he definitely knew to go to Travis Hunter on a third down, though. Yeah, third down. <laughs> yeah, okay, third, third down. He knew who to throw it up to. Yeah, that guy's uh, – you got to tell me more about that kid, Mel. You've been telling me about him since he's been in high school, and I think you showed me some of his uh, high school uh, highlights. But Yeah, I mean, he's been the truth since high school. I, I used to watch all his games uh, on YouTube and stuff like that, so I already knew it, what it was going to be. 
little guy too, a little itty bitty. He's not a big guy. I think he's like six foot five eleven though. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's too small. How about that? How about that interception he had when he was like eight feet off the? He the jumped line? off his guy's route completely and sniffed that out. <laughs> That's what impressed me. That was that was all him. Unreal. I mean, that was a good defensive play call. They had guys in the spots, yeah. but he completely came off his guy. To just jump and completely lay out and rob that one I out mean, of the air. Even if he just, like, deflected it, that would have been crazy. But he did it and caught, caught it. it. Yeah. And that was, like, yeah. a crucial moment because they oh, definitely yeah. didn't need them to – that. if they scored on that possession, they probably wouldn't have won the game. Yeah. It was pretty It was pretty, it was pretty impressive. Um, like I said, man, I, I, I was, I'm just excited about it because I'm not even a football guy. I just like Dion, And I think I've always liked him also when he played as well. You know, I just like guys that uh, – go against the grain a little bit and and still go out there and prove how good they are you know talk to talk and walk to walk i like that yeah and uh again he he's a guy that at this point you got to stop doubting him (laughs) i mean he's pretty much done it at every level now where he's telling you it's gonna happen and there has been one time where it hasn't come to fruition so this next week with again we're gonna be playing colorado here it worked out great for us in in a weird way that colorado won because it's kind of setting up the stage and absolutely you know we'll talk kind of about that nebraska minnesota game but there are some good things you can walk away from things that we did well you the fact that we're in that game despite four turnovers i mean that alone is kind of indication that your defense was doing more than enough to kind of keep you in it um and again i want to dive in more to that but you know i want to ask more and i was looking at that offensive line uh, they're not that small so i'm not i'm not sure where that narrative was really yeah, coming from i think from. it's coming from him coming from the hbc yeah the shortest guys i was finding on there were six six one that was the shortest and that was the left tackle so and he's yep. still coming in about 300 pounds so <laughs> it's not a small guy but yeah i was just impressed i got that thing clicking immediately um with tcu I'll ask you this. you think that might be a little bit of fool's gold having at 17 early? Obviously, you're not going to have them unranked. They were last year yeah. the national championship. But they heading in, did you think that was the 17th team in the nation? You know, Or at least a top you know, 20? Football you don't, is so hard. You don't, do you follow it enough to even? I follow it enough. I mean, just to, okay, but let's put it like this. Just the fact that they were in a, in a, in a championship game last year. You have to be you in, gotta the put top in the top 25. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of who they lost. So even though I don't follow it enough to make a, a strong opinion on it, I, I would say that they deserve that just for being in the, in the chip last year, right? Yeah. Um, but football is so different. Like, Well, I guess basketball is changing like that too as far as the roster turnover. And like football, you can be the bottom of the barrel one year and then that, literally win a championship the next year. Like, mm-hmm. And it's weird, you know, because basketball seemed like over time you need a little bit more development, a little more time together with players and all of that stuff. But football is just even like in the NFL, it's like one minute the team is the worst team in the league, and the next you get minute, two different two new players and they're, yeah, they're yeah. in a championship <laughs> the next year. And it's like how the hell did that happen? Like, but, um, what the Jets are going to be like this year? And what, what were the Jets good last year? Jets, Jets no, no, they Jets, were they Jets, were going through it. The Jets were no good. Last so they, year. they get Aaron Rodgers and. The whole shit turns now they, Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, because they got Brees so. Hall. You know, they got some players that they're really excited about, some young guys. And last year's defense was stellar. And I was kind of like saying, the offense just could do anything. Sad, you sad. get a Rodgers in there. And now you got Aaron Rodgers on yeah. offense. Change the whole the whole team. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's weird that, that how, how that works. Uh, basketball doesn't seem to to switch that quickly. Well, you think about Colorado. What does Colorado look like without, you know, Sanders back there? Are they even close? They have what five? Yeah, five hundred total yards. He was very yeah over five hundred yards. But I mean, they have a lot of playmakers. A lot though. Of playmakers. They got guys that I mean, but they. One of my point is they they trusted him to throw the ball a lot 
and not cough it up once. Yeah, definitely. But not taking anything from Sanders, but there were a lot of plays where they would just throw it out like on a screenplay or just a short True. play and just let their playmakers let work. Mm-hmm. And they would get they would get extra yards. They go they would get 14, 15 yards just off of themselves without even having to do a route. So That's yeah. a good point. There was that, that's one thing I was impressed by, the athleticism of the receivers you mentioned. I don't know how many times yesterday I saw the receiver looked like he was down right after the yeah, catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One move, two moves and he finds his way falling forward for another 15 yeah. yards. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But even even the even the quarter no, I say quarterback. Was, how you say his name? Shadir, right? Should, I think it's Shador. Sh- Shador. Yeah, Shador Sanders. So even he said that you know his playmakers are so good that he just got to – it's hard for him to miss. Mm-hmm. He just got to put it in that vicinity and they're going to go make a play. So that, you know he was even giving credit to how good uh, his receivers and his playmakers were. So he's like, I don't even have to be perfect. I just got to get it. <laughs> oh, even Edwards on that last play at the end there. It's ridiculous. Uh, when he ran that in for the end, it looked like he's like, okay, he's going to get the first down. And he yeah. takes off, and yeah. you see his speed. Yeah. And that's why I'm looking at Colorado. And, you know, TCU runs a 3-3-5. Nebraska's going to be running the 3-3-5. This is going to be interesting to see. Because what they did early on is like, okay, you want to load up the box. We're just going to keep running you guys out on the edge, thinning this mm-hmm. thing out, stretching it out. And then eventually TCU kind of started – putting less guys in the box and then that's where i was surprised by buffalo could run the ball inside when they started doing that and i just couldn't believe that the running the ball effectively and something i thought tcu shouldn't have gotten away from they, they oh, yeah. didn't really run the ball towards yeah. the end there yeah that was i mean they couldn't stop uh what was it trey sanders he, yeah he was yeah he was he's good too. he was moving people <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy way to put it, it looked like they panicked though right remember the time well, in the game when we the, thought that at the, the end i feel like the tcu quarterback just wasn't ready for that moment no <laughs> i don't think no. at the down the stretch he just didn't look like he had it necessarily he played a, a pretty good game but yeah. down the stretch he looked just a little shaky to me yeah he started to rush it he just rushed a little bit you can see in his face a little bit he wasn't i'll say this much i think i think uh when hunter got that interception i think that really threw him off because in his head that is a touchdown it and it should have it sh- it should have been a touchdown <laughs> because like, no one could, I don't, besides that kid who else makes that play Deion sanders that? 20 years ago <laughs> exactly <laughs> right exactly so like that's a touchdown 99 percent exactly and then so. just think about how much that throw you off. You throw that, and you're gonna. He's gonna watch that. I'm sure he sat down and watched it on yeah. film immediately, <laughs> and he probably still thought that was the right throw. It, you know. No and one, now you're no. out there, and you know that guy's still out there, and you're you got to be second guessing everything yeah. at that point. Well, I would never throw it to it. anywhere he's at on the field. I go out there. He <laughs> well, even before the interception though, he he threw it to he, his side like three times I, straight I, in the I end zone. Know. Maybe they didn't see the high school highlights. Or, I don't know. Or, 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 their, or last <laughs> hey, year college highlights or I don't something. Know. Maybe they wanted to get a touchdown on him or something because they kept throwing it his way for a minute until that interception. I think it makes sense, though, right? Because I think in their head they're like, okay, this guy, what is he, had 100 snaps by now? Right. right. There's no, no way he had, he's yeah, got enough he in the tank, the and he just kept showing that up. Pro- that probably was their philosophy. Yeah. And, yeah, and he was guarding their best receiver, yeah. too. So, I mean, if I got my best guy versus your best guy and your best guy is playing both sides of the field, I'm going to go to my guy, too. Yeah, smart, I'm, smart. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the, and he was going up against Newton, their best corner and then, on the and other was, end. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was literally going up against the best on offense and defense every snap and still put <laughs> so, up crazy numbers. So that guy's going to be a problem. So did you, did you see the um in the locker room afterwards, him dancing to the <laughs> yeah. young boy song with like, all the energy? So he still, still had energy. He still had plenty of energy. 
I'd have been sitting in the ice tub. <laughs> five ibuprofen. I would have been done at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a skill in itself, you know, just to have that kind of motor. Oh, yeah. Motor. We talk about motors all the time, even in the basketball court. That, that's a skill. That's a skill, man, to have a motor like that. Yeah, and you can tell the trust they has on him, too, because he, he obviously had that one early on where he had, I think it was probably it was probably 60, 70-yard bomb where it goes right through his hands. Yep. And that's a, probably the only mistake he really had all game. And yep. then the next play, they send him on another deep route right at him again, and then yep. he finally gets a breather. But it just kind of tells you the amount of trust Dion has in his guys. And, again, I think that's just kind of what it takes to build a program. Like, there's some genuine trust there. And when yep. you start winning those close games, if you don't trust your coach, you don't trust your quarterback, your receivers, like, you're probably just not going to pull it out. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of been, you know, Nebraska's problem. Not saying this, these guys don't trust each other, but – you know, there's just been some stretches there where we don't really know who the answer is. With Colorado, you're like, we have some guys that we're going to leave it to them make a play, and I have no yep. concerns about if I'm making the wrong decision. That's, that's just great coaching. I mean, it goes oh, yeah. right back to a guy, you know, after they made a, a mistake or dropped the ball. You know, it goes right back to him. That's the kind of coaching that we always talk about. Confidence. Uh, confidence okay. and what, what coaches is going to allow you to do and what kind of confidence they breed into you. And that's a perfect perfect example right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy just changed the whole game. That one mistake, the coach could have went the other way, like, you know, pissed off at him and benched him and didn't play him. And Who's this? The, confidence. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, right? well, even even the uh, the running back, Edwards, he had a big fumble. Yeah. Yep. And then what was it, the next possession, he, they threw it right back to him. Right back, <laughs> touchdown. Right back to him. That, and that's, that's, that's what we talk about with coaching and – you know uh, that kind of that kind of relationship, and another thing that we don't that we don't really look at when we talk about Dion is I listen to his post game stuff is the relationship building that he's had with these uh, young men over a long period of time, right? Yeah, so some yeah. of them he's coached since they've been young young kids. Well, I mean, he's known coached Shador since he was young, so mm-hmm. he's growing up just like how you coached me when right. I was young. You growing up coaching me, you know, you know all, all my friends yep. and all the people that I grew exactly. up playing with because you were coaching. Yep. So it kind of all comes together at the end of the day. I mean, imagine like. Through the people that you coach, we got probably what twenty kids in high high level D one. We yep. if we put our team together from all the kids you coached growing up, I mean we'd be a right. power five. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what be a power I think that's five how team. Dion set up, and that's exactly what Dion did. So, yeah, um, people just see the success story, or they say, "Oh, we got eighty new kids and all that," but he has some kids that he has some really really strong relationships and bonds with that oh, yeah. makes up for that newness of the 80 team. Well, yeah. Edwards is one of them too and he said yeah. he's going to make a play before the game started. Yeah. Well, he he made a lot. He he made, made you know, lot. he walked away he's with four touchdowns. He's a true freshman, right? That kid was isn't he? A true I think freshman? so. I yeah. believe so. So again, well again, and it's it's just super impressive because you see these guys a lot of them come from HBCUs, you know, FCS schools and you're like, "Okay, you know, can you play at the next level?" That's not a question anymore. <laughs> like, no, well, let's, let's and is they say the HBCUs, but they were dominating HBCU though. Oh yeah, it's not like they were just in and playing. They, these guys were the, the very best of the best. So yeah. them going up in a level, I mean, when you're dominating there, where you, the next thing you do is go up in level. Yeah. Well, without if Dion, they're there because of Dion. They're right. not there because they were HBCU. Right. A lot of them were there just to play out. for Dion. Yeah. They went with Dion. Exactly. So yeah. if Dion wasn't there, they would have been all Power Five kids most likely anyway. Exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what people uh, seem to forget. But they always just want to discredit, you know kids or the players or the accomplishments just maybe because of they don't like the style of the coach yeah which i think after this experiment which i mean if we're being honest this is a total experiment what colorado is doing i think after this 
um, a lot of that will go away, or at least it should. Definitely with the skill players, you know, I, I'd imagine if you're still saying that HBCU players, then we're gonna have a tough time adjusting. Like you're just gonna have to rewatch the tape. Yeah, like it's yeah. as simple as that at this point. Those guys can play, and yeah. uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Minnesota and Nebraska as well. We didn't quite touch on that one. Uh, and again, this is Lloyd's and Lincoln. We got Mel Lloyd Senior, Mel Lloyd Junior, both in studio here with us today. We'll throw it to break and catch you guys on the other side.